Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hey, gorgeous. How are you? Today, I'm coming back to you after literally two weeks of feeling like, oh my goodness, with an episode full of tips, full of useful knowledge and full of perspectives that I wanted to change a little bit. I wanted to shake things up because I know a lot of us have been thinking and have been threatened by the word competition and generally having competition as if it was something to be afraid of. So I wanted to remind you, because I think deep down we all know there is nothing to be afraid of, um, why competition is actually a very good thing and how we can make it work the best for us. So let's dive in. So competition is something that we think of when we think of products, right? Like There is Coke and then there is Pepsi and they have always been fighting for the attention of their customers and they are um, similar products and they don't even hide it. But still, you know, you must notice that there are people who are loyal to Coke and there are people who are loyal to Pepsi and that's absolutely fine and that's the way things are supposed to be. And then another thing about that is that I'm pretty sure the um, people behind Coke and behind Pepsi, um, they just become better and better at doing their job thanks to the fact that the other player is still in the market. Because if the other player wasn't there, then they wouldn't have to prove that they are better to anyone. So, you know, in a way, we should be thinking about competition in a way of making us, in a very positive way, making us think, rethink, strategize, and just not, maybe not prove, because proving always has this negative association, but um to just become better so we can reach our customers, so we can reach our clients or students in our case, and um, so that they believe that, yeah, we are the ones for them. We are the ones that are um, the ones that stand out. We are the ones um, who can offer the best value, right? And without a tiny bit of comparison, that, that wouldn't be possible at all. So I want you to just think about competition in the most positive way and motivating way possible, okay? Have that conversation with yourself in your head. Stop being threatened by other people. Stop comparing yourself and doing things the way 
you know, everybody else is doing them because you think it's going to work and because people are attracted to it. Think of your own ideas, okay? Because people, if you think of competition in a way that, okay, I have to be doing what the other teacher is doing, then you're automatically setting yourself up for comparison. You're allowing your potential students or clients to compare you to other people. Because if you're doing similar things, then you're telling those people who are potentially going to buy from you or sign up with you that there is things to compare. Okay, so first, stop comparing in your head. Number two, don't let your potential clients compare and just think of how unique you are. Think of competition as motivation to become better and more original, um, stand out to stand out more um, and be be your unique provider of, of that teaching value that you've got. Okay. And on top of that, I've got seven tips for you today on how to deal. <laughs> I know that the, the um, topic of uh, the title of the podcast is a bit controversial because I don't want you to deal with competition at all, to be honest. I want you to change your thinking about it. Okay. So my seven tips are going to help you change your thinking about it. All right. So tip number one. I want you to do your market research, okay? I want you to go everywhere you can think of and see how many people there are who do similar things to what you do, okay? And by similar things, I don't only mean teaching English, okay? It's way more complex than that. I want you to be thinking about people who work with a similar niche to yours. I want you to be thinking about people who are interested in similar things to you. I want you to be thinking about um, how people who, for example, work with other business English students or who prepare people for IELTS or Cambridge exams or who teach kids or who teach all sorts of other things, <clears throat> whatever it is that's your specialty, what they do and how many there are of them, okay? That's an extremely important part of um, being successful in your business. It's going to show you what are the trends on the market, okay? And that's why that's another reason why having a niche is quite important because if you're just saying that you're an English teacher and you can do basically anything without focusing on one niche, on one area of expertise, then it's going to be very hard for you not to try and do everything. And you know what happens when you try and do everything. You're not helping anyone because, you know, if you're trying to be good at everything, you're not really good at anything. So remember uh, about that. So your market research will show you what the trends are, what people like. So there is nothing wrong. And that's something that I do regularly. I check out what people in my niche, so people who offer similar services to me, what they do, what kind of novelty they offer to their clients, not to copy them, absolutely not, but to see what works for them, to see what how people respond to different things, to get inspired, but in a positive way, to see, oh, okay, so she did that or he did this, and I can 
um, add my own sauce to it and I can offer something else. Maybe that's what people would want. So that's an extremely useful thing to do. Number two, my tip number two is beware of no competition. This is something that might be even useful I think even at this stage before you are even super clear um, on your niche, because sometimes what happens is that people are trying very hard not to have competition that way that they think of a niche or of a segment of a market that they think is just so, so new and so unexplored that they think, oh, there is no competition. Ha ha. So it means that I'm going to have it easy. No. Be careful. Beware of that type of thinking. Do not try to be too original or too new because if there is no competition whatsoever, then it also means one other thing. There might not be any demand. Okay? And that's a very, very hard lesson that um, a lot of teachers, I think, unfortunately, learn. They just try too hard to be super, super, super specific and super original and just, you know, at every at, 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 at any price, try to think of those super cool ideas, but those are not the ideas that people would want, okay? Because, again... The fact that there is no competition because your idea is so original is not a good sign at all, okay? I think a sweet spot is finding a niche that, yes, is original and, yes, is something that is quite unique because it's presented by you, but still is already present in some shape or form in the world of English language teaching. All right, so I want you to have a reflection around that. My tip number three is going to be something that all marketers will always tell you to do is to think about your unique selling point, your USP. I want you to think about what is it, even if you're um, doing what you know a lot of other people are doing. So let's say business English. I'm going to just use that example for the ease of it. Um you might be doing it um, with some specific people, okay? Maybe you help women. Maybe you help some professionals in a specific country. Maybe it's your country and your L1 that you speak, okay? That's going to be um, a unique selling point. And remember, the best thing about uh, your unique selling point is that it's enough for you to be your own unique selling point. As I said in my previous episode, um, you as a person are your biggest asset, right? So it's also okay if you are your own unique selling point, okay? And you can use it. You can totally use it. So the more authentic you are in your marketing, the more of your true colors you share with people, the more you are, uh, the more likely that you will attract people who just resonate with you, okay? So they will see that you are a cool human being that they want to work with. Isn't that cool? I think that's really the best. My tip number four 
is building relationships. By building relationships today, I mean building relationships with your competition, okay? Build relationships with other teachers, okay? Obviously, it's going to be easier for you. You're not going to feel threatened by people who teach other people. So, for example, if you teach business English, it's going to be easy for you to um, just reach out to a person who teaches kids because you will not feel threatened. And I know it's hard, but I think that you should also be building relationships with people who do quite similar things to yours, okay? And it's not because you should keep your enemies close. No, because your competition are not your enemies. Your competition are, as I said at the beginning, um, what makes you better, what makes you motivated to become more unique, okay? And uh, they can only help you. Okay, so building those relationships is extremely important. I've built close relationships with a few of my so-called competitors. And, you know, sometimes what we do do overlaps and sometimes it even feels awkward. But I'm okay. I I literally sent a few messages to to, um, a few people who do coaching for teachers saying, I'm so sorry, I saw your post and my post um, is going to be about the same thing. I, I have no, I had no idea you're going to post about, you were going to post about it. So I'm so sorry. I just wanted to clear the air. And they were grateful. They just said, thank you for telling me because otherwise it would have been awkward. And that's fine. Isn't it? Isn't that absolutely awesome that we can do that? <clears throat> I want you to be in that exact position, that you are able to have those conversations, that you are able to um, um, talk to each other, that you are able to inspire each other. And also, again, even if you're doing exactly the same thing, so let's say teaching that business English client, okay, you're going to do things your way and that other teacher is going to do things a completely different way because they have a completely different belief system, completely different values, completely different uh, personality traits. And it's always going to have that extra bit of their own sauce and your own sauce, which is the beauty of it. Okay. So just make sure that you build relationships so that, and that's my tip number five, you can collaborate with them. Collaboration between teachers has been something that I've been observing for many months now, especially in my community of ELTpreneurs, and it's absolutely mind-blowing how amazingly it works. There are people who um, are there to initiate such collaborations, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's great because not everybody feels confident, but... Those who do and who agree to collaborate with others by doing lives, by doing shared posts, by answering each other's questions in stories, by whatever else, or featuring each other in podcasts, or what, honestly, the ideas are endless. They, the benefits are, uh, are absolutely mind-blowing. So, the min- minute I see my EOTpreneurs collaborating with each other, my heart is just literally wants to, wants to jump out of my chest because I know how much good it will do to them. They feel more confident. They 
obviously have topics to talk about. They possibly make friends that were otherwise um, would never have been formed, you know. So the fact that they do a similar thing online means that they've got something to talk about and be nerdy about, which is absolutely amazing, isn't it? And they, the more they collaborate with each other, the less they feel threatened by each other because they know that even if a student picks one of them, then it means that, okay, perfect. Then it means that, you know, that was a perfect student for the other teacher. And my perfect students are just waiting. They are coming, but a little bit later. The, the shift in thinking is also extremely powerful. And then, that's my tips number six. Uh, that's my tip number six. If you collaborate well enough, you can organize some joint ventures. So collaboration would be some easier you know, type of things such as lives or posts or stories or whatever else. But joint ventures could be even more powerful. So you could do joint launches. That's something that nobody even talks about. But imagine two business English teachers who are focused on just a little bit different niches, but still teach um, business English. If they do a launch together... Oh my goodness, how many people could benefit? So imagine that you teach business English, so you attract a lot of your ideal clients, so let's say they are women, but you also attract other people who are not, perhaps not ideal, ideal for you, but they're still business English, English students. And then there is another teacher who uh, also teaches business English and attracts some other business English type of students and in their pool they have your ideal students so if you join forces that's just oh my goodness it's 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 the effect of that is going to be amazing so think about how you could use that could you launch something together could you prepare a, a short course together could you ask each other for a favor to run a a session in your course um, or in your program to, um, for each other, it's it it extremely it's extremely beneficial for both parts involved. And finally, my tip number seven is going to be networking. So think about that. People network, especially at some conferences and like um, like events in 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 um, some specific fields with their competition right? They do not network with clients. They network with the competition. And that's how they learn. They learn what's, what are the trends? What are the done things? What are some new ideas that, that can be adapted, not used, but adapted in your own business or in your, or your own teaching? Teachers share ideas all the time. They share materials, right? That's that's networking with your competition. So please keep doing that because that's the only, the best way to get inspired and innovative about your business and about the services that you offer to your students. So networking is just, it's just absolutely crucial and doesn't matter how you do it, whether you do it online or whether you do it at um, face-to-face conferences or whether you meet people face-to-face. By the way, I would love to organize a meetup of my um, ELTpreneurs or generally people who observe me. That would be extremely 
powerful. Let me know if you would be up for anything like that, because I'm definitely thinking of it. <laughs> so people can learn from each other. Um, and yeah, that was my tip number seven. And to sum it all up, I just wanted to say that if you want to experience the real power of working with the people who theoretically do similar things to yours, so theoretically are your competition, but the minute you start working with them, they just become your friends and your best supporters, then please join us in ELTpreneurs. As you may have heard, ELTpreneurs are, is my flagship membership, a community of ELT professionals from um, 16 different countries. They all are different, but the same because they have the same goal. They are building their businesses in ELT, which is so badass. And they, wanna, they don't want to do it on their own. So they, we just all join forces and we work on ideas together. We meet regularly on masterclasses, group coaching sessions, goal setting sessions, and we communicate with each other daily in our um, exclusive community group because everybody just needs to feel that, like they belong. They want to share wins. They want to share their struggles. They want to ask people um, for ideas. They want to have a some space to brainstorm ideas. It's just priceless to have a community in order to be able to do that. It gives them accountability. It gives them support. It helps them learn and take action. Um, it's, it's just much more likely that people will take inspired action when they are surrounded by people with the same goal. It just, you know, it's scientifically proven that it works. So if you want to be part of that, uh, this week you've got a chance. So at the minute of me recording it, there are 38 members in ELTpreneurs. Um, there might be more <laughs> because it's uh, now um, at the moment of releasing, it's, it's a Monday. So um, some people might have joined already. And I want you to just receive this this warm welcome and an invitation to be there with us no matter what stage of your business you are at whether you are just at the beginning or just only just thinking about it or whether you are um already quite advanced there is something there for everybody and the membership is being flexible and is being built on people's needs and that's that's what I always wanted it to be like I wanted it to be a space that grows with the people that are inside so if this sounds compelling and if this sounds like something you want to do and you want to really see how wonderful it is to collaborate, to possibly think of some joint ventures, to network and to build relationships with your competition, then make sure to join us, okay? The link to join is 
in the description of this episode. Uh, there is a chance to join with some cool, cool, cool discounts this week. Um, the doors to the membership are going to stay open. I've just decided to um, do that from now on. But as you can imagine, only a couple of times a year, there will be a chance to join uh, at a lower pl- price because um, because why not because why not I want people to have a chance to to experience what we're doing there so if you're interested at the moment it's possible to join at 31 pounds a month or at 121 pounds for six months which is which is just like 20 pounds a month so that's probably the best option when it comes to value for the money that you pay okay let me know if you have any questions and I hope to see you on the other side right um don't worry about your competition your competition is good make friends with them and thrive you can both thrive if you uh, do it wisely okay and see you next week bye Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger, say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.